Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, teach. Teach, teach. You are one clever son of a gun, let me tell you. And I will. You know why teach is so clever? Because he's not. He's really not, you know, I, I just realized this. If you just take a step back and look at all of the major events that Blackbeard has been part of in this story, there's a common thread between all of them. And, and you know what? You think that Blackbeard is maybe some, you know, like secret genius or something. Like he's this brilliant schemer playing 4D chess, nay, 5D chess with everybody else all over the world. He's on like, like beyond even Vegapunk. He's like Kinemon levels of planning with these labyrinthine plots that circle back and forth and then they double back and then they go forward. It's like, ah, he's a genius. No, 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 no. It's none of that. It's really none of that. And there's proof that there's none of that. Blackbeard has been caught with his pants down on more than one occasion in this story, okay? You want to know how he's going about everything? How he's managed to get this far, really? Couple of things, but mainly it's this. He just waits for everybody else to, you know, fight, get into giant wars, and, like, basically just wipe each other out. And then he just swoops in and just like, I'm just going to take this now. All right, bye. You know, and then <laughs> think about it. Think about it, okay? Like Whitebeard, okay? So he's like, all right, I'm going to join Whitebeard's ship, and I'm just going to lay low, and I'm going to wait for somebody else to find the devil fruit I've been looking for. And Thatch found it, and he's like, okay, I stab him a lot, and I will take it, and I will leave. Then, the whole situation at Marineford, he was like, all right, I'm not going to go and, you know, kill Whitebeard myself. You know, not when he's at full strength, not when he has his whole crew around him. I'm going to orchestrate this thing where Whitebeard, not even really orchestrate, that wasn't part of the plan. Like, him capturing Ace, that was something that honestly could have went a different way. But it was like, oh, okay, Ace is here. All right, I'll, I'll beat him. And then I'll orchestrate my next plot. I'll wait for the Marines to just pound Whitebeard into the dirt and have him severely weaken like two magma holes. Like, you know, a kind who blows off half of his face and boom, his like chest is just a gaping magma injury. And it's like, oh, okay, now I could take him. And then he shows up 
and he shoots him down. Same thing kind of in, with Impel down. You know, he waits for chaos to be happening, and then he shows up, and then, you know, he, you know, uh, breaks everybody out of level six. And, you know, the situation with Hachinosu is probably the same thing. We don't know the whole story of how Blackbeard became the ruler of the Pirate Paradise. We know it involves the Rocky Port incident. Uh, you know, uh, Law was the mastermind behind that. Kobe was involved there. He saved a lot of civilians. That's what ended up him getting the title of hero. Uh, and we also know that um, Ochoku, Wang was based at uh, Hachinosu before then. So it's very likely, in fact, very probable, going by Blackbeard's track record here, that what was happening was like Law had some master plan involved with Hachinosu. Kobe showed up to stop it. You know, Ochoku was there in the background fighting with everybody. And then after the whole Rocky Port incident was over, after the dust had settled, Blackbeard swept in and he's like, Zahaha, I'm taking this island for myself, Wang. And then maybe Wang was so, you know, uh, you know already defeated by Kobe and the, uh, you know, he was worn out from the battle that just occurred. It was easy for Blackbeard to wipe him out and take over uh, Full of Lead Island. There you go, done. It just, it keeps happening. He keeps doing this kind of shit, right? Now, every now and then, there will be something that doesn't occur on his radar. Something that just comes up out of nowhere, like an X factor, okay? So, like, uh, Ace showing up, hunting him down at Bonaro Island. Like, Blackbeard was not expecting that. He was like, oh, okay, Ace is here now. Uh, want to join my crew? And Ace is like, no, I don't. And then they start fighting. And, you know, Blackbeard won that fight, but it could have went another way, maybe. Who knows, you know? Uh, maybe if, if Ace played it a different way, maybe he would have been able to defeat Blackbeard there. You know, who can tell? But, you know, that is Blackbeard's MO. That is how he does things. He's like... I'm not gonna get into a massive war with Kaido and Big Mom. I'll let the Straw Hats deal with that crap. Oh wait, Kaido and Big Mom are now both defeated? Zah! Now I make my move, you know, in the aftermath of all of this, okay? It's like, that is his plan. His plan is to make a plan after a major power in the world has been defeated, and then he just, like, weasels his way in and picks up all of the treasure, okay, as it were, all right? Sometimes literal treasure, other, it's it's sometimes more metaphorical, okay? So, um, Blackbeard's ships are kind of scattered right now. He's kind of moving about the new world. He's making a big move here, okay? This is what happened. It was almost like I could see Blackbeard at Hachinosu after they established themselves there. That was, like, a, about a year ago or so. That was during the time skip. Um, after Rock Rocky Port incident occurred, and Blackbeard's there at Full Ed. He's probably like, all right, we have a home base of operations. And all the crew are like, now what are we going to do, Commodore Teach or Admiral Teach? And then he's like, now we drink and we wait for the next scheme, all right? And it's almost like he was sitting around waiting for the younger generation, the other fellow members of the worst generation. They're going to move in, and they're going to start challenging the status quo. They're going to start challenging Kaido and Big Mom and Shanks and all the Yonko. And I bet you Blackbeard was sitting there in his big comfy chair and his recliner that he had in the throne room to Hachinosu, and he's like, you know what? Some of them might get lucky. You know, if enough of these squirts all band together and fight against a Yonko, they might actually succeed. But the thing is, Blackbeard knows that, it, like, even if they did succeed, that's going to leave a massive power gap in the world, okay? And he's going to take advantage of that. So... I don't think Blackbeard anticipated it, like exactly how Big Mom and Kaido were going to be defeated, 
But I wouldn't be surprised if he considered it as a possibility, especially with, like, Luffy being a really, you know, just, like, you don't know what he's going to do. So it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's sit back and wait on this for a little bit and see what happens. And then as soon as a big shift in the tide occurs, he makes a move. Same thing with the Marines when they abolish the Warlords. He's like, ah, okay, they're abolishing the Warlords. Well, let's strike while the iron is hot, mateys. Let's go to Amazon Lily and get ourselves the love, love fruit. And Blackbeard is like, finally, I could be attractive. <laughs> and then, like, Lafitte or Augur is like, oh, you're attractive, Captain. Ah, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. But let's go get the fruit anyway. You know? <laughs> all right? So, okay. Um, but that's what he does. That is all Blackbeard is really doing here. He's he's really not some kind of, like, super... He's not Kinemon with this. Kinemon really set the standard in One Piece with master plans that are laid out, like, in this really convoluted way, uh, sometimes years in advance. But he's, he's not that, okay? Um, he's not an idiot. Blackbeard's not an idiot or anything like that. Although every now and then he does have lapses in judgment, like walking right into Magellan's Hydra. That was, I will still bring that up to this day. Anyway, Blackbeard himself, as well as uh, Burgess, Augur, and Docu are at Winter Island. Uh, they just wrapped up their fight with Law's crew. That is happening concurrently with uh, Egghead, I believe. Because, you know, after the events of Wano, Law, Kid, and Luffy all go their separate ways. And so I would imagine around the same time Luffy landed at Egghead and is having the adventure there with the Vegapunks, same time Law landed at Winter Island or Wiener Island and is uh, fighting and was subsequently defeated by Blackbeard. Now, thankfully, uh, Beppo was there. Thank God Beppo was there. Beppo managed to grab Law and they managed to escape. Uh, but the rest of the crew seems to be captured. Also, Pudding was also there. Pudding was captured from Totland. What? Once again, by the way, another thing where Blackbeard's waiting around and he's just like, okay, I'm just going to bide my time here. He's patient, if anything. That's what's dangerous about Blackbeard. So he's sitting around and he's like, oh, wait, Big Mom uh, was defeated by Beiji and Luffy. And uh, then she left Whole Cake Island to go to Wano. Let's go to Whole Cake, you know, and capture a member of the Third Eye tribe. So that way we could decipher Poneglyphs now. Same thing, over and over and over again. It's remarkable how many times Blackbeard gets away with this, you know? Anyway, so, you know, they're at Wiener Island right now, assuming they are still there. Uh, and we all also have at Hachinosu, we saw the group that was there, uh, Shiryu and Avala Pizarro and San Juan Wolf and Vasco Shot, they were all there, and as well as uh, Kuzan, you know, former Admiral Kiji, they just wrapped up their fight with Sword, okay? So Garp got captured by Kuzan, they're on the island, they froze Garp, and meanwhile, Kobe and Helmeppo and Prince Cruz, they managed to all escape. Uh, Perona and Moria, they were still there, but they might have also gotten away, so we're not 100% sure about that. But I already made a video about that. Now, we have one more group, though. We have one more ship, Blackbeard's ship, arriving at Egghead. That's right. So, and, and Oda just throws that in, by the way, like, last minute. Like, yeah, there's not enough shit going on in Egghead right now. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you got the Straw Hats there. You got all these Vegapunks. Okay, that's enough. Nope, now you have Cypher Pull Zero. It's like Kaku and Luchi and Stussy. By the way, Stussy's a clone. Also, she's on Vegapunk's side. It's like, all right, that's, that's a little bit more to take in, but that's fine. Also, by the way, we're having the Marines show up. We're going to have Kizaru and this massive fleet and Dahl and a bunch of these high-ranking vice admirals as well as St. Jay Garcia Sack and one of the Garo say, it's like, okay, wow, that's crazy. Well, certainly that's enough to go on with this big epic battle. No, no, no. Also, Blackbeard is there. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this is this egghead incident better really deliver. I'm telling you what, I'm pumped for this shit. Okay, so 
the only two high-ranking members of Blackbeard's crew that are unaccounted for as of right now are Lafitte, the Demon Sheriff, and Katarina Davon, the Crescent Moon Hunter, okay? Uh, everybody else is either on Hachinosu or is at Wiener Island right now. Now, you can throw in Van Auger's Devil Fruit. That kind of throws a monkey wrench in all of this because he has the Warp Warp Fruit, which is the teleportation ability. We still don't know the full capabilities of that ability. If you can just teleport anywhere you've previously been, is it like the Flying Raijin technique from Naruto? Is it like Nov's uh, Hide and Seek ability from Hunter Hunter? Can he just like, if I've been there before, I can teleport myself or anybody I see to that location? Because if that's the, if that's the case, they could have warped back to Hachinosu, um, you know, or if the warping is like anywhere that Augur can see, but he can see really far away because he's a sniper, so he's really good at that. So I'm not really sure. But um, you can, you can factor that in, but I'm going to put that off to the side for right now, and I'm going to say that no, it is Katarina Davon and Lafitte, the two, ten two members of the Ten Titanic Captains that we've yet to see yet currently doing something in the story that are arriving at Egghead, okay? Now, a couple of other things to point out here. Blackbeard's crew, from what we know, doesn't really have a lot of other really strong officers outside of the Ten Titanic Captains. Um, setting up his base at Hachinosu really was just like, it was a beehive of pirates, and we saw that when Garp was attacking. It's just an, a never-ending wave after wave of pirates. They're coming out of the buildings. They're coming out of the ground. They're coming out of the trees. They're coming out of the rivers. You know, just popping out everywhere. There's pirates hiding every in every little crevice. I imagine there's like a little underground section of Hachinosu as well, like an underground city, like an Attack on Titan or something like that. I'm sure that's the kind of case there, because this is where pirates have been hiding out for decades and decades. Decades, all right, maybe even before Rox's time, Hachinosu was there. Okay, so this is like the the like the safe haven for outlaws. This is like the actual pirate island that like existed in our world back in the old days. Okay, so there's just wave after wave of pirates, but none of them are like particularly strong. It's just kind of like it's like one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, how many chickens could you fight against? You know, if it was me against one chicken, I would be fine. Me against ten chickens? Like, uh, I should still be okay. I might get up a little bit, but I should be able to take care of ten chickens. But eventually, you're going to get to a number of chickens, an excess of chickens, that you just can't handle, right? Like, even if you have the strongest person in the world, like, okay, ten thousand chickens. I'm sorry, pick the strongest person in the world. They're not going to be able to face off against 10,000 chickens that are all pissed off and are all coming for your throat, okay? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like wave after wave, and that's what Blackbeard's got, all right? Um, so... I don't really think this is going to be a situation where, like, you know, the Marines arrive and then the Straw Hats are there and it's like the Pacifistas are all marching and there's this big epic future war going on and Kizaru's firing off lasers and Centomaru's like, CHARGE! And then all the Vegapunks are, well, the ones that aren't dead yet, or they're helping out and the Straw Hats are all fighting Cypher Poles there. Luchi's in his awakened leopard form and, and uh, Kaku's in his awakened giraffe and they're all attacking and everything like that. And it's just insane. And then meanwhile, at that exact exact moment right right in the middle of all that chaos boom Katarina Davon and Lafitte show up and they're like we were here as well charge men and then Blackbeard's crew comes out of the ship and they start attacking no 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 that is not the game plan that they've been up to up until now and we know this okay in, in fact we saw Blackbeard's ship arriving at Egghead right before we cut away from the Straw Hats for like 10 chapters chapter 1079 was when we saw Blackbeard's ship approaching the island okay 
Then we go away for 10 chapters, and now we cut back to see the Marine ships arrive at Egghead. What happened to Blackbeard's ship? I'm thinking, if these two are smart, if it is Lafitte and Katarina, which they are, they're... Abilities seem to be catered for infiltration, all right? Uh, because you have Lafitte's nature of, like, he, he was managing to... He was able to sneak into Marijuana. That is a huge deal. Like, that is a really, really big deal that Lafitte by himself was able to sneak into Marijuana, into a meeting with the seven warlords. Like, the fleet admiral was there. Osuru was there. No one noticed him until he showed up. And the dude was wearing tap-dancing shoes while he did it. Okay, so that's a skill. He should be, if he can do that, if Lafitte can sneak his way into Marijuana, into Castle Pangea, which is where I think that meeting took place, he could sneak in anywhere. Anywhere in the world he can get into. Seriously? Like, the Straw Hats might, like, maybe they'll deal with the Seraphim. Oh yeah, the Seraphim too, that's another faction in all this. Well, let, let's say the Straw Hats all deal with the Seraphim, and then they regroup in the control room at the, in the lab, and they're, like, looking out, and they see all the Marines marching through the island, and the Pacifistas are shooting lasers, and they're all sitting there like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, at least the Frontier Dome is still up, so we should still be okay. And then, boom, Lafitte just shows up behind them somehow. Like, he managed to sneak through the Frontier Dome. Like, if anybody could do it, I would give money on Lafitte, okay? But he has hypnosis abilities as well. He was able to hypnotize the Marines to open up the Gates of Justice. That's how they were even able to get to Marine Ford to begin with. So, yeah, he's able to do that kind of shit. And then you have Katarina Devon, who has the power of the dog-dog fruit model Kitsune, the Inu Inu no Mi model Kitsune. She could turn into a nine-tailed fox, and that has the ability, the added ability as a mythical zone to transform into other people. Now, we don't know the full realms of how that works, but I'm assuming it's the upgraded form of the Mane Mane no Mi, so whereas Mr. Two, Bon Clay, had to physically touch somebody in order to transform into them, maybe Katarina does not have that restriction. Maybe all she needs in order to transform is to just see somebody. It might not even have to be them in real life. It might just be a photo or a picture or something like that, a live stream or something, and then she's able to just transform into them, okay? Maybe it's like a like a toga thing from My Hero Academia. She needs uh, some blood or something, and you know, maybe, maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Um, but she's able to transform into other people. We know she was able to transform into Absalom. Absalom was dead at that moment, so uh, she's even able to transform into people that are killed, you know, so corpses. That's that's an interesting power, okay? Um, dude, could Katarina Devon transform into people that are dead? Could she transform into Ace? I mean, she can transform into people that are dead. We've already confirmed that with Absalom. But Absalom was on the island. He was alive, and then they killed him. So it's always possible Katarina could have taken some blood from him or, you know, seen his face or something like that. Like, even um, Mr. Two might even be able to do that. I don't know if we've ever confirmed that with the Mane Mane no Mi. Could the Mane Mane no Mi... Okay, here's a good way to test that. Could Mr. Two still transform into Cobra? Because Cobra's dead now, but he you know, came in contact with Cobra's face at Alabasta, so maybe if he could still transform into Cobra, that kind of confirms right there that that's not the restriction. Even if you're dead, you could still transform, okay? Um, but no, like, if, if that's the logic, though, could Katarina, if she saw a picture of Ace transform into Ace or Whitebeard or have had some of, like, Ace's blood or something like that, maybe, who knows? We don't know how the whole mechanics of this function, okay? But that's infiltration. That's infiltration espionage to a T. That's how she does her shit, okay? So... The smart thing to do here, honestly, would be, like, if she does have to have some kind of, like, physical connection, like, some piece of DNA, like a hair or blood, or have to come into physical contact with you, the smart thing to do would be lay low, wait until the fight is in the middle of all this chaos, and then, you know, jump in, and if, dude... 
Katarina Dayfon, if she could copy like Kizaru or any of the Straw Hats or the Seraphim or da 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 Saint J Garcia Saturn, one of the legit Gorosei that are here right now. That would be a huge boon to Blackbeard. If they had the ability, if Katarina Davon had the ability to just transform into one of the Gorosei, holy shit. Now, this was brought up in a question in a live stream I did earlier today. And uh, the thing is with that, like, I don't think Eam would be fooled by that. Like, if Katarina Davon transformed into a Gorosei, went back to Marijuana and be like, I am St. J. Garcia Saturn. Hello, fellow Gorosei. Why isn't it fantastic to be a Gorosei on this day? You know? I don't think the other Gorosei would fall for that, and I don't think that Eam would fall for that. But here's the kicker. They don't need to, because it is already an ironclad rule in the One Piece world that the Gorosei are effectively the heads of the world government. There are very, very, very few people in the world that are aware of Eam's existence. So when a Gorosei gives an order, you follow it. So it doesn't matter. Like... If Katarina Davon is able to, like, kill St. J. Garcia Saturn, or if, if Saturn dies during this event at Egghead, you know, maybe one of the Straw Hats take him out, or, you know, something like in the Crossfire, one of the Vegapunks kill him or something like that, whatever. If she is able to transform into him and then get off of Egghead, the damage that could be wrought from that alone without St. J. Garcia Saturn ever even going back to Marijua or going back to see Eam the damage would be done because one phone call from St. J. Garcia to the Marines could issue buster calls at will. It could have an entire Marine fleet ready to go. St. J. Garcia Saturn orders 10,000 Marines to mobilize and to attack Shanks. Uh, okay, well, should we be doing that? One of the Gorosei ordered it. We have to do it. All Marines are attacking Shanks. We're doing this. Gorosei says to do it. We're doing it. That is literally how this works, okay? So, yeah. Yeah, that's scary in and of itself, all right? Now, you also got all of the technological swag that is on Egghead Island, right? And that's part of the reason why kind of like the government is there as well. It's just like, okay, we're going to take out, you know, Vegapunk and his satellites, but we don't want to damage all the tech because that's not a good thing. We still need that, okay? And even the order that was given to the Cypherpole to Lucci was like, you know, like assassinate Vegapunk, but leave the tech, okay? We want to make sure that's undamaged, okay? So, I mean, meanwhile, while Katarina Davon is transforming into a member of the Gorosei or maybe Kizaru or something and doing all that, meanwhile, Lafitte could just be going around the battlefield just stealing stuff. He can get into wherever. He can get into a lab. It's whatever, okay? Now, with Lafitte, he does have a Devil Fruit. We do not know the name of it yet. In fact, I think his Devil Fruit is the only one out of all of the Ten Titanic Captains, and, and also Blackbeard as well, that we just don't know the name of and we don't know the nature of it. So he's able to create, like, pigeon or, like, dove wings. So he's able to fly around, so you would assume it's a zone. However, with everything being, like, mythical zone as of late, that's probably what it is. I don't think he's going to just have, like, a regular pigeon zone, and that's going to be it. Um, by the way, some people have brought up this interesting theory, and it's, I don't think it's true, uh, but it's a fun little theory that what if Lafitte was actually Hattori the entire time? So, Lucci's pet pigeon that's always hanging out on his shoulder, what if that was Lafitte the whole time? And it doesn't work because, um, after the events of Eni's Lobby... 
you know, so after Luffy had defeated Luchi and Hattori was there and Hattori came down and was like with Luchi there and like did not leave his bedside the entire time. Like when Bluno escaped, um, you know, the Buster call, they got all the Cypher Pole agents out of there using his door door fruit. You know, Hattori was with them. And meanwhile, while this is kind of going on, while Luchi is in a coma with Hattori right next to him, you then had Lafitte on Bonaro Island with Blackbeard fighting Ace. So it, it doesn't really link up unless Lafitte can clone himself, which, eh, you know, who knows. But I think it's more likely that it is a mythical zone, and it's, like, just a mythical angel zone, because that's not anything we've really seen so far in the story, okay? Uh, we've seen sun gods at this point, so why not have angels, right? And, you know, we've talked about devil fruits for so long. Let's have angel fruits. Angel fruit cake. <laughs> you know, there it is, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, he could turn into, maybe he's, like, the actual seraphim, or an archangel, or a powers or a principality or all these different types of angels that exist in in mythology and folklore and things like that right so um and that might actually lend to his ability to get into places like if he can literally transform into a mythical angel you could say he could turn into light or he could phase through solid matter or he can become uh, invisible like any of those things kind of really fits an angel in description you're talking about a mythical godly being at this point you know what i mean the idea that if somebody that has the power of the mythical angel angel fruit transforms into a, a like an ethereal state an intangible form to like phase through solid matter to get inside of castle pangea or to travel the whole red line or to phase through the frontier dome like that makes sense given that ability and we've kind of seen him exhibit stuff like that up until now right um it's just that it's really really high spec for espionage now lafitte is is a brutal guy in fact he puts the brutality in brutality because that was kind of the whole reason he got kicked out of being a he was a peace officer or a sheriff uh in the west blue and uh apparently because of his cruelty in that position uh he was kicked out of the west like he was exiled kind of he's just like oh my god this guy is the demon sheriff let's kick him out of here and uh, he was slapped with a bounty and he eventually ended up joining blackbeard's crew right so, yeah, he, he is dangerous. He can be very cruel, and I'm sure he is strong in his own right, but his ultimate abilities are hypnotism as well as the ability of uh, turning into the... Okay, even if he can't turn into an angel, because that is speculation, that's headcanon, um, at least he could still create wings. So he's able to fly, which flight alone is definitely going to be able to help you. Um, also, it might have been a thing where while he was in the West Blue, while he was a sheriff, he might have been hypnotizing other people to commit crimes for him you know might have been like a charles manson cult leader kind of situation like with lafitte you can kind of believe it so like meanwhile while he's like the law-abiding cop you know walking through the streets and just like hello there sheriff lafitte ah hello there baker bob how are you doing oh i'm just baking okay that's lovely look into my eyes uh you will go and rob the bank i will go and rob the bank and then oh no baker bob is robbing the bank whatever will we do sheriff lafitte help is like i got this citizen all right cool give me the money give me the money <laughs> so, you know like it might have been something like that he could do that but he was also very cruel as well like beating people apart like in the middle of the street like that also happened so yeah that that's lafitte as for uh katarina davon she's not much better she is a serial killer that goes around and uh cuts off beheads women that are more beautiful than her and like uses them as trophies 
So yeah, if we if we ever saw Katarina Davon's like room at Hachinosu, I don't think maybe Oda could show that. That might be a little bit too seinen. But just know that each of the ten Titanic captains probably have their own quarters on Hachinosu where they live. Uh, you know, except for San Juan because he's really big, and I guess Avala Pizarro is the entire island. But you know, they have a place. Shiryu has a place where he hangs up his sword and goes to bed every night, right? Katarina Davon has a room, and in that room there is probably a bunch of just beheaded women on the walls as trophies, and that's that's what she falls asleep to every night. Yeah, that's that's her situation, right? So, yeah, I think it's going to follow up the same thing. You know, the Straw Hats might not even realize they're there, because the Blackbeard Pirates are not there at Egghead to make a big scene. They're not there to be like, we are the Blackbeard Pirates, we're making a big move at Egghead now. No, they're just there to see if they can get any cool shit after the battle is over, okay? After everybody is said and done and wounded, and it's like, or or during the battle, they can kind of sneak around while there's chaos everywhere. They can get away with a bunch of, like, highly advanced technology. They can uh, have the forms of uh, marine admirals, or the straw hats, or a Gorosei even. Uh, Katarina Davon could copy Caribou. Katarina Davon could be caribou right now. Oh my god, this is incredible. You know, it's insane, right? And um, that's what they're going to get away with, and like no one will even know they're there kind of situation. And then if anybody sees them, Lafitte could just hypnotize them, like, you didn't see us at this island. We didn't see the Blackbeard Pirates at this island. Good. Now jump up and down and sing, uh, sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay, Mary Had a Little... You know Lafitte would do that kind of stupid crap every now and then. He could hypnotize people, so it's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to get away and then go back to Hachinosu, and then they'll show up right at the same time, like, Blackbeard arrives back on the island. He's like, what the hell happened here? It's like, oh, Garp showed up with a bunch of Marines. We had to beat them down. We lost, like, a lot of guys. How did you guys do? He's like, well, we beat Law. He got away. We didn't get his fruit, but, um... We got a cool submarine, I guess, and a bunch of his, his crewmates. That's cool. I don't know if if uh, Blackbeard stole Law's Poneglyphs. I think Law could have used his op-op fruit to, like, hide the Poneglyphs in him. That would have been cool. Or Beppo. You know, one of them could have hid them. But who knows? Uh, maybe they might have gotten away with them. Maybe Law did, I mean, maybe Law did lose the Poneglyphs. Uh, so Blackbeard comes back with those things. That's important. Also, they have pudding with them, too. And then you have Lafitte and Katarina Davon meet back up, and they're like, oh, how did you guys do? It's like, oh, well, Katarina man managed to copy the form of the Gorosei, and also we have a bunch of, you know, technology from Vegapunk. It's like, all right, just bring in all those fancy laser guns and laser bazookas into the, into the island. We'll figure out how they work later. You know, and so Blackbeard, at the end of all of this, at the end of the egg, head arc when it's finally concluded he's gonna be like he's gonna have a lot of stuff he's gonna have pudding as well as maybe some poneglyph etchings as well as vegapunk technology and the form of a gorose he's gonna have some serious boons from all this you know what i mean hells yeah well anyway um that was the video just wanted to bring that up because that's one more in all this that's really complicated and everything but uh we'll see where that pans out so thanks for watching everybody and now let's end it out with some whale facts. Yeah. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about orcas, or killer whales! Free willy, as it were. So, are dolphins whales? Are killer whales whales? Or are they dolphins? Or are they orcas? So... Killer whales are orcas. That's just another name for them. Orca, killer whale, same difference. And they are part of a group of 
toothed whales. That also includes porpoises and like beluga whales, okay? Sperm whales are even in this in this group as well. So from what I understand from this, whales and dolphins are the same thing. Or it might be one of those things where like whales is like the superior order and then dolphins are below them. It's kind of like um, all wasps are hornets, but not all hornets are wasps, something like that. Or maybe that's flipped. It's kind of like all dolphins are whales, but not all whales are dolphins. It might be a situation kind of like that from what I understand. Anyway, orcas are terrifying, all right? They can swim up to 34 miles per hour. They can be up to 32 feet long, the length of a freaking school bus. That's almost 10 meters. And this is the thing that blew my mind. I had to triple check this, okay? The weight of an orca, the weight, how much one of these whales weigh, okay, because like, you know, blue whales are like the biggest, you know, animal to like ever exist, so like you expect them to weigh a shitload, right, but it's like, yeah, orcas are big, they're whales, they're killer whales, they're big, they weigh upwards of 6,600 kilograms on average, that's over 14,000 pounds, I had to double check that because I'm writing that down like 14,000 pounds. That's like seven tons. I'm like, does that sound right? And I checked and that's not even the most they've ever weighed. The world record orca weighs over 22,000 pounds. And they can swim like 34 miles per hour, which is fast, man. 34 miles an hour, like that's, that's impressive, okay? Not only that... But they're like murder machines in the ocean. They eat sharks. They eat other whales, other dolphins, seals. You see, there's a reason they're called killer whales. You think that was just like, oh, killer whale, such an endearing term. No, no. They will also break off into like little groups, like gangs, and they'll like pick a specific kind of prey and just go after them. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a situation where you'll have like one of these like gangs of whales. I'm, 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 uh, you know, gang orca from my here academia. It's like, there you go. So they, they get together and they're like, hey, what kind of, uh, what are we going after tonight? And it's like, hey, how about that group of seals over there? They were looking at us funny. It's like, okay. And so you'll have one group of whales that'll go after only seals. And then you'll have another group that'll only go after sharks. Okay, that's when it gets serious. It's just like a group of killer whales that specify like that's their that's like being a ranger in D&D. You have like a preferred enemy, like a preferred foe, like you just know this foe better than any other foe. And it's just like group of whales together like sharks. That's who we kill. Whales and shark killer whales and sharks, you know, Holy crap. They're dangerous. You better sleep with one eye open. In fact, they do. They do sleep with one eye open. They have to have, like, half their brain active because they have to, like, literally regulate their breathing, not like us because they're underwater. They still have to breathe air every now and then. So it's like they'll have half their brain shut off to sleep, and the other half will be, like, keeping one eye open. So, yeah, they're, um, they're pretty damn scary. Cool to watch from a distance, but, like, you're up against one of those things. They, they will murder the crap out of you. Okay. Um, those are killer whales. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, this will be Tech Inc. signing out. Laters.